Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. One, two, three. is now. ESPN Radio. What a show last night was out of the amphitheater. Goodness, these, those guys just shred on the mandolin and the guitar. The Punch Brothers and Watch House, phenomenal. American Acoustic, highly recommend. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Thanks for hanging out with us here uh, on your Thursday. Missed anything in the first hour of the show? You can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by Sportsbet Montana, the M Store, the Montana State Bookstore, and the Advocates. We're sitting here today, and I did not die of any sort of heat exhaustion up at the lake. Wore khaki pants and uh, a suit coat. I'd like to point out that when I suggested khaki pants, you said, am I an old dad or something like that? Yeah, yeah, well, you know. You went with it. I went with it. Uh, It was good. You know, the, the wedding outfit was a success. Thank you for uh, for the advice. You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. How much, Chicken Doesn't Know Sports, ESPN Radio, good friend Carolyn sitting in the studio with us here on your Thursday. How much does the, uh, the wedding venue slash crowd influence the way you dress when you go to weddings? Well, that's a great question on this sports show. Well, you're like a, a what? A, what, do they, what do you call it? A manners aficionado? That's right. You teach people the ethics of life? I think, yeah. So it depends on, like, if it's an afternoon garden wedding, you would wear a cute dress. See, my whole thing last, last weekend was on the lake. Yes. So everybody told me I could wear shorts and uh, short sleeve button up if I wanted. But I was more concerned with looking good because I didn't know a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to be anything but the at least one of the 10 best dressed guys there. And I think that's a way to go through life everywhere, frankly. Eight groomsmen, so then that's a high bar already. Right. So I got to go hard to be, right. be that number nine, you know? Yeah. I think it all just depends on the venue. Like if you're in a garden in the afternoon, it's a light floral or, you know, khakis. Sure. If you're a guy, you don't, I don't think you necessarily need a sport coat. But if it's an evening wedding in a church and then it's going to be like a evening. So tell me this situation at a country club, you want to bring it up. Notch. I gravitate towards the sport coat, though, because a lot of men 
just putting on a collared shirt is an upgrade from what they normally wear. Mm-hmm. I have never not worn a collared shirt to work a day in my life. Right. Granted, so a lot of times it's just golf polos like this, but yeah. it still has a collar and a button on it. So to one-up it, you got to wear the jacket, Well, it's right? not about one-upping your everyday life. It's about being in the right outfit yeah. for the environment well, you're in. So here, here's my deal, though, too, is I'm stuck in jacket mode because vests are antiquated. You can't just do the straight vest thing yeah, anymore. Yeah, no, no vests. so, like, 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, no, no. Right? I also have too fat of a head and neck to wear a tie, <laughs> unless I wear the coat too. Either way, I'm stuck in a coat, tie or no mm-hmm, tie, mm-hmm. but I can't do the skinny tie, no coat thing. Right. You got to be a real slim guy. There's that's, Bears can't do that. Only the wafts can do that. Is that what they call them? The waves? Twinks? I don't know. Oh, I don't know either. The skinny guys. Endomorphs and ectomorphs, as they would call it in uh, HHP. I would say... You don't even need a tie unless it's well, like... Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm, the, my tie days are past. Not, not you, just anyone. Like, sure. ties aren't necessarily... Ties don't yeah. do much for, for the lineman, you know? Mm-hmm. My neck is so big. My traps are so huge. Like, it's it just not a good look. Okay. It just looks like I'm suffocating. Yeah, and I think I most... I can totally get away with the open neck with the coat. And I know? think most men, when they're wearing a tie, are suffocating. Yeah. I think it's like, when we used to watch Mad Men, my husband would be like, do you think guys would just sit in suits and ties, like at home, at dinner? Right. Like, when we, he used to wear a suit oh, trust to work. Me, you get my mother going about this, because oh. you know, my brother has not cut his hair in, <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know, I think 14 years now. Really? I mean, he has trim, but he has not cut his hair since he was a senior in high school. And, and your he, mom does not like this? There's nothing, she she's used to it now. She just used to always tell us every, when we were a kid, my brother's got the haircuts once a week. You're not supposed to have a mop on your head, blah, blah, blah. It's funny because... I still do get my hair cut once a week. Well, you have, have to. I have no hairs, so... Yeah, my kids... Um, it's funny because when my brothers, when we were in junior high and high school and they had long hair, my grandparents and my mom would be like, oh, yeah, there's a mop on your head, you know, the whole thing. And then now my, sure. when my kids' hair gets too long, I'm like, oh my gosh, we need to go cut that hair right now. Yep. And they don't want to. It passes down. Well, got another wedding this weekend. Wow, totally different, you're on the circuit. Totally different dynamic, though. Okay. This is not new people. This is all old people. Like, not new people to me. Most of the people at this wedding, I didn't Got really it. know. So I, I was, was like, I was like trying to impress, feel a little socially anxious, didn't have the booze to help me. So I was like, man, what am I going to do to mm-hmm. to stand out? Right. This one is like high school buddies, known them since we were kids. You know, this is like fast forward 20 years to when Ben is, uh, you know, 35 yeah. years old. Like, we've known them since I was Ben's age. Crazy, wow. right? Yeah. So this one, and this one's going to be in a big old field out by a stone container under a circus tent, basically. So oh, fun. It's going to be a banger. Cash. It's going to be a, like a casual fun. I mean, I, I, I'm not worried about it. Yeah. I, I, what are you wearing? What's your plan? See, here's the thing. This is my conundrum with this wedding. First of all, I hope some of these guys are listening. You'll never look better than me. I know none of you will. Oh, my God. So I can wear whatever I got in the closet. Okay. It'll still look better than these nerds. The issue here, though, is this is going to be a very violent wedding on the dance floor. Violent? If, is there going to be a mosh If we pit? follow the customs of other members of this group of friends that have been married, there's a significant chance that whatever shirt I wear will be torn off my oh, body. Wow. That's kind of the custom. The groomsmen, at least, will tear each other's shirts off of each other. 
It's really unfortunate because like guys the last, are so weird. Trust me. Well, the last time we did this, I was I'm not in this wedding party, but I'm really good friends with all the guys that are. But the last time we did this with the same group, I was in the wedding party, and some one of the groomsmen decided everybody of their groomsmen was going no shirt, and we had these beautiful custom tailored Kenneth Cole suits that the groom had bought us to be at his wedding. And the suits survived, but the shirts did not. It was so depressing because it was like such a nice shirt. It's like a hundred dollars shirt. Yeah, why do you guys? Why do you guys do this stuff? <laughs> you would not see like a bunch of bridesmaids. No, like, okay, guys, well, we're gonna tear off our dresses. Now you're, uh, yeah, we can't even go down that road. I think some people would really like that, but well, I, I'm gonna give you some. I'm gonna break some news to you. Under those dresses, yeah, are spanks mm. and bras that have to do all sorts of things. There's nothing oh. sexy under those dresses. It is a nightmare. There's like what's these, happening. There's like these new Spanx that the Kardashian sisters. Skims. Wow. I, I don't know even we, if we can go down this road. My mind is blown. Do you, do you have some? Are you, are you wearing these one right things, now? For those that don't know, these things are like three inches by five inches. How they could ever fit on any human, let alone like a grown woman, is just totally beyond me. But they fit great. And then they suck everything in. And yeah. But my point is. Trust is, me. I, last weekend at the wedding, this is the funniest part. You'll appreciate this. I Again, this is a wedding I didn't go to or that I didn't know very many people at. The, the groom was a good friend of my girlfriend. All of the men in the wedding were also a lot of her good guy friends. So they were all doing wedding party things. So I was with my girlfriend and all of the girls in the wedding that, all of the girls at the wedding that weren't in the wedding. Right. So it was me and eight women for the whole weekend, basically. Sounds I like learned, a nightmare. I learned so much about these skims and these yeah. deals and... Wow. You guys go through a lot. That's yeah, all I got to say. We do. Maybe it's time you guys appreciate. I appreciate it fully. When we get dressed. Like I get, I'm grumpy when I have to wear like the underarm underneath my khakis just to make sure it's not all, you know, going all over the place. You guys wear like these crazy skin tight bodysuit things. It's yeah. bizarre. It's awful. And it's like what a if you just didn't sausage. do that? Well, then we wouldn't look good in our dress. You would look fine. No, we wouldn't. We'll get a different dress then. Well, it's not always our choice when you're a bridesmaid <laughs> and you want to feel good. You want to feel like everything's smooth and okay. listen, this is just back in the day they wore girdles and they wore, you know, yep. all sorts of contraptions. These are just, this is basically that. Okay. Well, enough wedding talk. We're okay. going to get to some sports in a minute. Chicken doesn't know sports ESPN radio. I also got to tell you this. I, uh, so I know I'm getting old. I've had an ailing hip for the last uh, probably two years. I found this crazy stretching contraption on the internet mm -hmm. from Japan that I ordered. And it's like this thing that you can, you, you basically put Vel this Velcro uh, sleeve around your foot, each, each foot. And then you can, use, it's like a rope and you can like use it to pull, stretch your hamstrings and your hips and stuff like that. So I was doing this last night. And I completely popped my hip back into socket. No. It was so like, is it better? I feel like a brand new man. No way. I'm like high as a kite. I can't wait to golf. This is all to say, though, my girlfriend is constantly making fun of me for the silly things that I buy off the internet. This is the best $12 purchase We need to get one to Ryan Tutel. Right? He needs that. He does need that. What's the stupidest thing you've ever bought on the internet? The silliest, most impulsive thing. Well, this was before the internet. Okay. This was in... The 90s. Mm. This is when they had, you know, those infomercials. <laughs> I bought the Thighmaster. It seems like a pretty functional thing. Right? I don't know, but I bought it. If you it. use it, I bet you it yeah. works. I bought that. Um, 
Those, half the purchases that are quote unquote silly are only made silly because you buy them and then don't use them. If you were just to mm -hmm. use, like if I bought this contraption rope thing and then didn't use it, that would be silly. Yeah. I used it. I fully already got my value in one 20 minute stretch session. But yeah. if I keep using it, I don't know. Uh, my friend just texted me that she bought me and they're on my way. These like cloud shoes or something. Cloud they're, shoes. They're mm. like slippers that are, it feels like you're walking on clouds. Mm. I don't know. They look See, like plastic Birkenstocks. But. Uh, and sometimes you get a hit too. You know, I got right. duped by the Instagram ad about the bamboo pillows. Oh, what's that? They're the greatest things I've ever, I've ever purchased. So good. Not, not to go too far down the rabbit hole, but a lot of commercially made pillows are, uh, not only, uh, short term and then their quality they're also sprayed with a bunch of chemicals because commercial pillow companies they want if your house lights on fire your pillow needs to be fire retardant right these bamboo pillows are not that they just said send all caution to the wind we're not going to spray anything so they're they're toxin free as mm. well so they're not you're such a hippie i just don't like you know i'm just kidding i'm trying to live forever don't you use a pillowcase yes okay because that will probably catch on fire. I'm not worried about the catching on fire. Just I just don't want the heavy the, metals yes. in my ear. Right, right, right. All right. Okay. Well, well. Thigh Master, I was expecting much better what than that. What were you thinking? I don't know, like some celery juicing thing. Oh, I did buy flat tummy tea. <laughs> I just saw that in my cabinet. If you're noticing, folks, Chicken Zone Sports has a trend here. Yeah, it's called an eating disorder. <laughs> Spanks, flat belly teas. Mm-hmm. This I, is, you look great. I don't know why you're doing this. This is what happens when you're raised in the 80s. A that's diet uh, culture is just a totally that's different... That's very true. We're, we're just messed up. Do you up. think that the gals now have a little better chance to not have this psychology? Because there's kind so. of more of an empowerment? I hope so. I mean, it seems that's, like I it, mean, I was at the Kettle House Amphitheater last night. Let it fly, honey. There's lots of outfits where you're like, go girl, get it. I mean, I think Lizzo has done a lot for yeah. people. She just... There's, a lot, there's a lot of hungry shorts out there last night. I say that, or uh, hungry, yes. hungry butts. We were at uh, we were at Short shorts. a bar at, in Georgetown last weekend, and this gal walked in, and I was like, "Is is that denim underwear that you're wearing? Because the shorts were so the, the, short." I I I just can't. <laughs> cute, sure, comfortable can't be. No, that cannot be comfortable. That no. sound, yeah, no. But anyway, more power to everybody. Hey, rock it, baby. Okay. No, as now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, Chicken Does No Sports, presented by Buff City Soap. Buff City Soap has all sorts of locally made and organic soaps. It's located over there in the uh, Northgate Shopping Plaza, right by Albertsons. They got anything fun going on well, right now? Well, I mean, just in time for summer travel, but any travel, they have these little minis. And I was mm. thinking about this. Because when you rent an Airbnb or VRBO, you mm -hmm. have to, you go to the grocery store and you buy a bunch of stuff and then you end up buying like laundry soap, sure. like a huge thing of it. Yeah. Well, they have individual little things mm. of laundry soap that you can take on your vacation with you and all plant-based and smelling great. And then you can buy little things of oils and lotions and all the good stuff. What, uh, was the last time you went to a laundry mat? Well, I was just at a laundromat, Lemon Laundry, mm. a new sponsor of Grizz Hockey. Nice. Um, and I have to tell you, that place is nice. Laundromats are sweet. I actually sometimes feel nostalgic for the days when I was like a laundromat guy, you know? Yeah. 
you have to go and hang out, and this is probably you go, before you had Wi-Fi. Hours, you know, yep. like I, I would get a lot of thinking and writing and reading done, and and you know, great people watching. It all it depends on the laundromat, though, because sometimes they're not great. Sure, but. No, I'm not trying to just give a free plug to Lemon Laundry down on Broadway across from Albertsons uh, in near campus. Yeah. They have the best view in Missoula. You sit there and they have little chairs and stuff and it's just a view of the M. Yep. They have, oh, and they have a car wash there. I mean, wow. if you're going to hit up a laundromat, go there. Well, very good. How about some sports you don't <laughs> okay, know about? Sports. All yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Brittany Griner. Uh, they're trying to make a deal. They're trying to make a deal. Do you know what this deal is? I don't. I just can't believe just how asinine this whole thing is. So asinine. I just can't believe that, like... <sighs> they want to trade... I, we were saying that every week, like, if she was LeBron James, how much different the situation was? Even if she was, like, Serena Williams, how much different would the situation yeah, be? of course. It's just so sick. Right. Well, I just don't get Although, it. Although, let me ask you this. If this was Serena Williams or LeBron James... Wouldn't the stakes be even higher? Here's here's the thing. If this was those people, they would have people around them that wouldn't let this happen. Right. Brittany Griner's a very visible person and certainly has made a, a decent living, but she is not a multi-hundred multi, multi right. millionaire right. like those people. Those people just have people. Well, she will be after this. Like, you don't accidentally pack book. your hashish oil in your bag when you're LeBron because you don't pack your bag. Correct. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you're not carrying that bag. Like, you have your own plane, probably. You're not checking on You're not in Russia during a exactly, um, huge right. war. Well, they want... So, the Biden administration has proposed a deal with convicted arms trafficker Victor Bout. Yeah, this is a big controversy. Well, this guy's like the Lord of War. This is this is not a I'm sorry. This is not a fair trade. No. This is kind of messed up and I don't know because Brittany's going to come back home and play basketball and be a good human being who yeah. isn't going to start trouble. This man is I think pretty dangerous. Uh He's, yes, certainly. So, Have you seen the movie Lord of War? No. You should watch it. I think your husband would like it too. It's okay. about a guy like this. It's okay. about an international arms dealer, a guy who brokers automatic weapons to various Yeah, I don't think armies. this is a good trade. Merchant of Death is what his name is, nickname is. The Merchant of Death. And Brittany's Can just... Can you imagine how intense your life would be if that's who you are? Yeah, that would not. That's you not my style. I mean, you would live every second you're awake thinking, where's the sniper? Who's going to shoot me in the head? For sure. And maybe that's their deal. Like, they're going to do the trade and then kill him. I don't know. No, they want him <laughs> back so to be dealing the No, I mean the U.S. will Oh, right, often. right, right. I just don't... I don't necessarily think this is the right choice. But, you know, who am I to say? I'm just the chick who doesn't know sports. And I don't... Man. I don't know. I'm also the chick who doesn't know arms trading I, or I trafficking. Don't really, I don't really know what the solution is here because I, I do not think that uh, letting this guy back out in the wild is good for anybody involved. He, uh, I also don't think Brittany Griner deserves to rot in a Russian prison. Agreed. Either, so. Now, I remember back in the 80s, um, Russians really loved Levi's. So I'm just wondering if they could trade some Levi's or if maybe McDonald's could reopen in Russia or you know maybe there's a better option. <laughs> I just don't, I don't know. Why did they like Levi's? I don't know. How I just do you know I that? just remember, I have a really random memory of Russia stuff from the 80s. Well, Russia in the 80s in America was a, a huge yeah. deal. Yeah. I, I also mean, remember. I would argue that actually global affairs and, and uh, the world landscape has eroded significantly since the end of the Cold War. 
I think that the Cold War was actually probably one of the best things that ever happened to humanity. Do you think we should start the hashtag bring back the Cold War? Well, I mean, you just got to think that when the Cold War was going, you had all sorts of military strategies going on, but no actual war. And it made the world a polarizing place, which I think is actually easier for people to get behind. You either loved America and hated Russia or you didn't. You didn't want to be a comrade. You didn't want to right. be a Soviet. You wanted to be an American. Yeah. That, it was a two-power system. That's it. Good and evil. But remember, we were... Well, you don't remember because you were like two. Yeah. But we were always scared Reagan was going to push the button. I, I mean, haven't we been scared that all the presidents are going to push the button? Was I like was a, pretty scared that the last one was going to oh, push the button. Oh, for sure. It was just always the thing back then. Like, he's going to push the button. Like, yeah. we were so scared of... Well, oh, you know, that's one of those things I don't really worry about. It's like the Yellowstone volcano. It's like, if somebody pushes the nuclear war button, I mean, congratulations. We're all dead. Well, you know, I don't know. There's not going to be a lot of time to cry about it. It's just kind of going to happen, and we're going to be gone. It's just like if the volcano blows, like, we're just going to be... We'll There's a volcano in Yellowstone? What? You don't know about this? No. What? Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, wow. I just ruined your life. The largest super volcano on planet Earth is in Yellowstone. What? And it's like 27,000 years late from the last time it blew. What will happen if it... We'll get an alert and nine minutes later we'll be dead. I'm already here. I'm, oh, yeah. I've already researched all this. People in Missoula, Montana will be dead in nine minutes. Stop it. Oh, yeah. Don't yeah. worry about it. If it happens, it's whatever. Like, we'll be like, hey, nine minutes. See you later. Taken out by lava? Uh, I think that... Hot, hot magma? A, co a combination of of this, the the explosion itself. It, it'll be so big, I think it'll actually resonate all the way hundreds of miles away. It might blow us off the earth. But it'll block out the sun for sure and the lava and everything going towards the coast. Yeah. You don't know about this? I don't even know what to if say. If you right got now. an alert on your phone right now and you says you're, you're gonna, the Yellowstone volcano just blew, you're going to die in nine minutes, what would you do? Ooh, that's a good question. Well, I'd run to my children. What if they're more than nine minutes away? I think <sighs> you have to do something. That, I think nine minutes is a short enough time. You got to do something exactly where you are with who you're with. Boom. I'd try and get a Big Mac. <laughs> Oh, man. The poor little 15-year-olds that haven't seen their phones. They're just making your hammer. Yeah. You're like, hurry up. <laughs> like, this is supposed to be fast food. Um, that's what I would do. Oh, my gosh. I would eat something really... Dad. Okay, chicken doesn't know sports. <laughs> praying for hamburgers. You didn't know there was a super volcano. I don't think oh so. Oh my gosh. Well, you're going to get late night inundation from me now. <sighs> well, I know. Now I won't sleep tonight, so well, thanks a lot. I mean, there's just certain stuff you shouldn't worry about, you know? Well, I wasn't worried about it until you just told me I mean, about it. I mean, what happens when the moon falls out of the sky? What are you talking about? I mean, about? I don't know. There's all sorts of stuff that we could never control. Just live your life, you I, know? I know. I got it, but... Yeah. I would, uh, I would go find, try and hug my kids. My kids would be nine minutes away. That's good. Meet in the middle. Start driving. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What back else to got? sports. Yeah. I sent this link to you a couple weeks ago, and then we forgot to talk about it. It was surprising. Teo. Manta Teo. Yeah. I laughed so hard at this. Okay, so they're doing a documentary on this they story. They are. So to re This is the stupidest thing that's ever happened in sports, I think. To refresh everybody's memory. This is so unbelievable. In 2013, this poor kid gets catfished. This is exactly why I never did the online dating thing. For sure. I mean, there you, you do run the risk of that. But you could run the risk of that having an Instagram account. Someone could... Sure. Do you know how many fake Kevin Costners have messaged me on Instagram? Three. <laughs> Constantly. Constantly. Anytime I like like a, some uh, an Instagram post of Yellowstone or Kevin Costner, I will get a fake. Thanks for your support. This is my secret account. Like I don't know who falls for that, but anyway, 
Teo found a girlfriend online. He thought he found a girlfriend online. Never met her. Never met her. Messaged her, fall in love with her. Notre Dame egregiously mounted an entire Heisman campaign for this guy based on this lover who didn't she like let didn't die or something? He, she died of leukemia. Allegedly. On the same day as his grandmother. Oh my God. Who really did die. This poor guy. But it turns out someone did some investigating because they were like, this is just odd. And at first they thought he was lying about it. Sure. And then it turned out he had been catfished by this woman who her she also got her cousin or something on board to like talk to him. And so they would talk on the phone. So he thought he was speaking to this girl who then she said, I have leukemia. And because I think she got scared. She wanted to kind of have an out. And um, anyway, Netflix is going to do a documentary on it. I don't even know if I can watch that. I am going to watch it. That's going to be so good. The saddest part is that how exploitative this was. Like they, they, they found the story, Notre Dame, which is nauseating anyways because of the way that they exploit pretty much everything, uh, decided to put this on a pedestal. And they're like, we got this good player. We're going to make people think he's a great player. We're going to make people feel sorry for him. Defensive guys usually aren't up for the Heisman. He was. And then this kid, like, basically ha- was forced to relive this lie until it, like, came to light. And then he got killed for it, even though it's, But like, he didn't know it was a lie until it was exposed by Deadspin. That's right. So he thought it was real. And then this, these reporters looked into it because they were, like, wanting to do a story and realized that this is a fake person. And so... He was a victim in this. He wasn't playing it up. It's just so silly. And the guy has not really, I, I mean, I don't know if he's in the NFL still. I don't believe he He did he play is. for the NFL he for, did. I think, a year or two. And yeah, then, he made it to the league, but yeah. he's, I don't think he's in the NFL anymore. Well, it's called Untold, The Girlfriend Who Didn't Exist, and it will be on Netflix. I'm not sure when, but okay. pretty soon. September Probably 12th? skipping no. that one. Okay. <laughs> It's such a weird phenomenon. Chicken doesn't know sports, ESPN Radio. All right, what else you got? Last week we talked about Joey Chestnut, who won the hot, hot dog eating contest. Yeah. He um, was at, Do you have you heard of this chicken place called Cane's? It's like a popular- Raising Cane's. Raising, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he went to their- Big thing in Utah. Utah. So we go down to Utah Arizona. quite a bit uh, for, for Big Sky Conference stuff. Mm-hmm. The Big Sky Conference headquarters in Ogden. They have a big trade with Raisin Cane, so a lot of times when we're in meetings with the Big Sky people, there's Raisin Cane's. It's just chicken strips yeah. and fries. It's I've good. Heard it's good. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. Well, anyway, he so he was at the grand opening of the Vegas okay. Cane's and Joey Chestnut was okay. Joey Chestnut. Yeah. Not, did you say Joey? Yeah, Joey. I thought you said Kelly. No, Joey. <laughs> anyway, he downed 44 chicken fingers in five minutes. Gross. Five minutes. Deep fried. Of course. What do you think? He's like, all of the grilled. You should uh, you should watch the documentary about these guys. Like how they prepare to these eat like that. Fatties? The super, they're not fat. That's what, it's, There's a system to it, though. There's a reason they're not fat. Fat people couldn't eat like this because no. fat people's metabolism wouldn't wouldn't process the food. It, there's like a whole system. Like you drink a whole gallon of water and then you eat like a whole thing of lettuce and then it like expands your stomach so much and then you can just crush do you, how, how much money do you think he makes in uh, in, in this I'd as say a competitive Joey eater chestnut makes million dollars a year really yeah with endorsements and stuff yeah i'd say he makes like five to six hundred thousand dollars in prize money and probably another half a million dollars in endorsement stuff and do visibility you, and stuff do you think when he's at a barbecue 
and they're like, hey, you want a hot dog? He's like, oh, God, no, I couldn't. Or do you think he'll, he just eats hot dogs all the time? I think that those guys uh, actually probably pay attention to what they eat and when they eat it and how they eat it more than anybody. I know, but I'm just saying, do you think he's like... I think he says, yeah, sure, but I don't think he eats... I don't think he's like, give me seven dogs. I just wonder if he's sick of them. Mm, right. Like, you know, when you work at a donut shop, like, at the first sure, month sure. is super fun, and then you're like, I can't even look at a donut. Sure, right, totally. Uh, I don't know, actually. I don't mm. know how Joey Chestnut's feeling about the hot dogs. Okay, well, maybe we can get him on the pod These sometime. fatties, she says. <laughs> That's so politically incorrect. <laughs> what else you got? Okay, I have a really cool story that just came to me this morning. Um, did you know that some prisons have running clubs? <laughs> No, this is a really good story. I'm going to yeah, tell okay. you this. Can't wait. Okay, so. This wholesome story about <laughs> prison running clubs. Okay, what you, what's going on? Okay, so San Quentin yep. has a running club, and I guess this is kind of a popular thing, and they say well, that when they get prisoners into sports, yeah. into something, um, they have a lower chance of reoffending. Okay. So I thought that was pretty cool. Well, it's like why sports are important in the first place. If people were in sports their whole lives, they likely probably wouldn't go to prison. Yeah, I'm sure you're right. But not everyone has the opportunities True. that we have. So they did. Th there was a story this morning on CBS this morning, and this man, Markel Taylor, yep. he was in prison for... he assaulted his his girlfriend who was pregnant at the time Yikes. and she lost the baby. Uh -oh. And so he went to prison for, I think it was like almost 20 years or something. Oh, I can't wow. remember what. But anyway, he joins the Thousand Mile Club and he starts running and qualified for Boston in 2019 and he finished it in three minutes and 52 seconds. Three hours and 52 I mean, minutes. Or is that the mile? Oh, he qualified for a mile? Three, I'm sorry. Three hours, three minutes, and 52 seconds. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah, no, he didn't finish a marathon that fast. Uh, that'd be um, a lot. That'd be some kind of record. But he's now just running all these marathons, raising awareness for these clubs, and he's... It was the cutest story, and he just seemed like such a nice, humble man who paid the price for this awful thing that happened. Um, I just thought it was really interesting that they have these running clubs in prison to like help prisoners. I mean, not everyone, a lot of people are victims of their circumstances and sure. I'm not giving, I'm not saying it's okay, you know, cause he was beaten up as a kid that he, you know, did this, but like if the whole point of prison is to, to lock you away and make you pay for your crimes sure. and then hopefully you can get out and be a, you know. Right. A good citizen. Yes. Many would argue that the reform part of it is uh, lacking, but I, certainly. I don't disagree. I just think it's pretty cool that they have all of these clubs that can actually try and help people. Well, it's just like our good buddy, uh, Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Television. He won an Emmy a couple of years ago for his documentary, Prison Ball. And oh. it was all about basketball uh, in the Montana State Prison. Oh. And just sort of the dynamics and what goes into it and, you know, that how sounds... much it helps everybody. And yeah. I mean, it's just like the longest yard. You ever seen the longest yard? Yeah. Where they're playing yeah. football yep. in prison? Of course, it's Adam Sandler. I Hello. mean, one of the funniest, I mean, it's not supposed to be funny, but one of like the, the unintentionally funny things is the stories of Michael Vick when he was in prison. Oh, Michael Vick. And how <laughs> like coveted he was. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, they're like, there's like a turf war in prison for who Michael Vick's going to be quarterback for, right? Right. 
this side or this side. And so then finally the prison he was in, they decided Michael Vick's just all-time quarterback. We can't be having no these fighting guys like over shaking him. each other because <laughs> they want Michael Vick on their team. Well, now you bring up Michael Vick and you know I've had strong opinions about that. Sure. And now that I'm seeing this, I maybe I need to take it a little easier on him and, and know that maybe he did... Victim of our circumstances, yes, Carolyn. I know. You're right. I, I see? don't think people are doing competitive dogfighting unless that's been a part of their lives. They have to be desensitized to that as a very young age. Interesting. Okay. You don't just like grow up and be like, man, I'm going to just go have some dogs kill each other. That's a really weird thing unless it's something that's normalized you to up. you from your really young age. All right. See, look at me. Look at me growing. See, look at us. We're talking about prison and reforming the chick who doesn't know sports. I just think that is a great point about sports in general yes. and just what they do benefit and, you know, True. how much they benefit kids and yep. adults. And, yep. you know, I just think, I just thought it was a really cool story. Go sports. Go sports. Carol, the chicken doesn't know sports here in studio with us on your Thursday. Anything else? That's all I got. Thank you very much. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultelaw.com. It's new on is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. One of my... Top thoughts leaving the Kettle House Amphitheater on Saturday night. I've been hanging out there a lot if you've been following along. Was uh, just how many cigarettes or cigars do you have to smoke to sound like that guy? They were smoking like stacks out there at camp, but it was still super fun. Welcome back to Wanda's Now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN Montana app. Appreciate you being here. Appreciate you for tuning in. Coulter Nuwana is coming to you through the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Northwest Motorsport, new to Missoula, new to Montana. Find them here in the Garden City at the corner of Stevens and Mount. You can also check them on out online, nwmsrocks.com. couple pieces of news for you. Uh, there's been a lot of questions about what's going on over in Bozeman in terms of a play-by-play uh, announcer, broadcaster. We uh, in Missoula... And here at ESPN Radio, very lucky to have a guy who's uh, very entrenched in the community and Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, who's, I believe, entering year seven uh, as the voice of the Grizz. Crazy to think about that. Maybe year five. He's been around for a little while, though. I think I think seven, though, because I've been here five years. So uh, Riley will join us first hour of the show uh, each Monday for the Montana Football Hour. But Montana State announced the hiring of Ke- Keaton, excuse me, 
Gologly. So I hope I'm saying that correctly. Keaton Gologly. Uh, he has done Michigan State women's basketball over the past decade, so that's pretty cool. And uh, he'll be the voice of football and men's basketball. Uh, he replaces Zach Mackey, who joined us on this show a couple times. Zach taking his talents to uh, Virginia Tech. So that's cool. And uh, Gologly's also had jobs. Uh, he's a Valparaiso graduate, excuse me. He's also had play-by-play jobs covering the Modesto Nuts uh, which is the Seattle Mariners California A uh, League team. So it uh, should be fun to get to know uh, another new colleague. Also, a couple commitments in the recruiting world in uh, recent days. Chance Wilson, quarterback from Oklahoma, committed to Montana State. Uh, we don't have any Montana recruiting news uh, from the last couple of days, but the news for the Grizz is the... How do you say the passing on of the uh, number 37 jersey, Jace Lewis, gives the legacy jersey to Marcus Wellnell. So uh, interesting one there. And then last recruiting tidbit, Everett Carr, who is a offensive lineman at Bozeman High School, he gave his commitment to Montana State as well. So got a couple commitments to, for MSU, uh, four known commitments, in fact. You got... Uh, Talon Marsh, who joined us earlier this month, Helena Capital defensive lineman, Idaho offensive lineman Zach Nyland, and Oklahoma-based quarterback Chance Wilson, along with Everett Carr of Bozeman High. So four commits for the uh, the Bobcats. The Grizzlies have one commit. It's Brian Ayat's son, Kalani Ayat, who I actually talked to some people close to the program who have seen this kid play, and they say he's, like, really good. They're, they're very high on him. They had him in camp and... They offered him, not knowing if they really had a chance on him. And uh, the ties with his dad and the closeness to the program, he was all about it and, and committed before the summer was even over. So that could be a huge get for the Grizz. Um, they're still working on Daniel Britt. Obviously, Chris Brown has his ups and downs. But so far, one of the uh, the narratives of Montana head coach Bobby Houck's return to coaching the Grizzlies has been uh, the, the situation at quarterback. And they've had... Good quarterback in Dalton Sneed, a serviceable quarterback in Cam Humphrey, but both those guys were transfers. And obviously, Cam Humphrey was here for several years, so he, he they did develop him. Uh, but they it would be be an alteration in a positive fashion if they were able to get a high school quarterback in here, and then that kid became a star. And if that kid was from Montana, that'd be big for uh, just the publicity of it all. But if it's also a former Grizz greats son like Kalani Ayat is. That would also be great as well. So uh, we'll do a little bit more recruiting analysis on some of these commitments uh, probably early next week. But to guess, pay one more set of bills. So one more break, get you all set up for tomorrow. Keep it right here. You want us now. ESPN Radio. What's up, Montana? Welcome back. You want us now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your Thursday. Hope you have a great week. If you miss anything in today's show, fun show, around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, as we do each first hour of the Thursday slate here during the summer, 
featured Alisa Failer. She was Alisa Smith when she played for the Montana Lady Grizzlies in the late 2000, 2000s and early 2010s, and uh, now a basketball coach, developer, trainer, working with the youth of the community out there at Failer Sports Specific, running a great business that helps a lot of young people in this community with her husband, Stephen Failer, who was a former University of Montana uh, football player. So that took up the whole first hour. Very fun interview, very good one. So please go check that one out. Krista Redpath, our co-host for Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops, both during the summer and the winter. So I uh, appreciate Krista for being here as well. And also heard from Carolyn, our great friend, the chick who doesn't know sports. All of it can be found on the Nuanas Now podcast, proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, as well as Sportsbet Montana, The Advocates, The M Store, and the MSU Bookstore. Tomorrow, our guy Rajim Seabrook will join us. Very much looking forward to seeing my guy. I haven't seen him in a little while. And we will talk uh, a lot of NFL tomorrow. I can't uh, wait to talk to him about the Kyler Murray contract. And I also can't wait for him to to talk to him about the news of the day in the NFL. DK Metcalf signs a contract extension with the Seattle Seahawks. $72 $72 million extension, that matches, is that like right exactly what Cooper Cup got? I feel like that number seems familiar, but three years, $72 million, $30 million signing bonus. I can't remember. That sounds about right. I mean, that yeah. sounds, I mean, that's the top of the market, right? For sure. Uh, it's interesting because when I, this is how much these contracts recently have just like melted my brain. Because when I first got the alert on my phone, it said DK Metcalf signed $72 million extension. I thought to myself, how on earth did they get him so cheap? $72 million seems so cheap. But then it is an extension of his first contract, so that's part of it. That's the maximum amount I believe he can make. And it's also over the span of three years, not like five, six, seven, eight years. So we're kind of thinking about these, like like Kyler Murray's deal was five years for $250 million. Plus, this is a shorter deal, different position. And, uh, you know, it, it's crazy that I'm skewed like this because $72 million is a boatload of money. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to pay me more to, to catch balls from Drew Locke, but, you know. <laughs> oh, man, we've got a lot of texts about who's going to be the uh, the Seattle Seahawks quarterback. It's Drew Locke or who? Geno Smith? Yeah, those are the two they got right now. Wow. Uh, I don't think that's going to be good. I I do think, though, see, Seattle fans are going to have a hard time uh, believing this. They're going to have a hard time this year because they're not going to be good. But being really, really bad is actually the best. It's better than being sort of bad or sort of okay. In the NFL, you want to be good or very good or really bad because of the salary cap league, especially when you're really bad is because of a quarterback. They want... Maybe Drew Locke figures it out and Seattle is somehow a surprise playoff team this year. Great. That's a win situation for Seattle. Maybe Drew Locke's terrible and Seattle's terrible this year. I also think that's a win situation for the Seahawks because then they can go out and get a a franchise-type quarterback in the draft. Being stuck in the middle forever, I mean, being the Minnesota Vikings is what you don't want when you just win, when you just go 500 or a game above and you're just stuck right there. 
And I know that you'd say, well, you know, why would you ever want to be a loser? Well, sometimes being a loser for a year can help you be a winner for a decade. So uh, I, I know that Seattle fans are going to have a lot of belly aching this year, and they're going to have a lot to process. But, you know, again, it's a win-win situation for me. If one of those guys pans out, great. If they don't, they're in the running for one of the top picks. And... Uh, Potentially, at least someone that could uh, help turn the franchise around. Not that they're in some moribund place as a franchise. They are one of the most consistent winners of the last decade or so. But maybe, you know, you never know how long Pete Carroll's going to do it either. And, and maybe then you can usher in a new era with a new head coach, a new quarterback. I don't know. I'm speculating a lot now. But I do think the Seahawks not being... The Seahawks have been into the playoffs, but not a real Super Bowl contender for uh, a little while. S- since they made back-to-back Super Bowls, they've been good, but they haven't been great. And now they're not going to be good, and I think that actually could be the thing that gives them at least a chance to someday in the uh, recent in the uh, upcoming future, excuse me, uh, to be very good uh, again. We're going to talk all sorts of NFL tomorrow. I actually just had an idea for a segment. Which teams do we definitively know are going to be bad? As I always say, I think there's two to four teams in the NFL every year. They have significantly and noticeably better talent and coaching than everybody else. There's also two to three teams every year that are significantly worse. And then everybody else is just the same. And it's just a matter of who you got leading the way, what sort of um, continuity you have within your franchise, and then what sort of luck do you have? What sort of injuries do you have or not have? That, I think, is a uh, an undertold story in the league. The, the league roster, man for man, are pretty darn even. What's the things that set you over the top? Good fortune. No infighting, great quarterback play, especially down the stretch, late in games, late in the season. We shall discuss more with the main man, Rajim Seabrook. In the meantime, stay cool out there. Have yourself a phenomenal Thursday evening. This has been Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. See you tomorrow. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.